Welcome to the Plus 6 Podcast. My name is Pete, and I go by the name of AFL Ratings Pete on Twitter. This is a solo podcast, episode number 59. 2021 is likely going to be a more competitive AFL fantasy season. No longer should people just pick players without much thought or process. This is going to be a season of levels. Hopefully this podcast helps your fantasy game reach a high standard of game theory and strategy. To maintain a strong fantasy game is vital, so make sure you keep updated. You can do that on AFL Ratings Twitter accounts. All I ask in return for the content are likes and retweets. Additionally, hopefully you are enjoying the content on aflratings.com.au. If you like deep analysis on breaking down news, playing roles, fantasy and injuries, etc., then this is your home this season. You won't be sorry. Okay, this is a projection podcast. Thanks for all the replies on Twitter for plays that you would like to see a projection for. Okay, so thanks in advance again for that. Here we go. Noah Anderson, 80 to 85. Center bounce increases late last year, so that might be a feature again in 2021. Hayden Young, 70 to 75. There's an article up on aforratings.com.au on his role. That projection might even be conservative. He will be a feature in defense for Fremantle. Isaac Cutting, 60 to 65. Spots are open in defense for the Giants. Nick Haynes will still likely be the intercept spare in defense. Josh Dunkley, 95 to 100. He likely needs high usage as an inside mid. Luke Davies, Unaki, 80 to 85. He'll likely see plenty of opportunities through that midfield this season at the Kangaroos. Callum Mills, 90-95. There's an article up on afroratings.com.au about his role this season. It's likely to see an increase in midfield usage, as per John Longmire, Swan's senior coach. Dylan Stevens, 75-80. Should start to settle at the Swans. Plenty of upside in his scoring output this year. Sam Walsh, 95-100. We'll likely see an increase in centre bounce usage this season, but still that could be behind Cripps, Williams and Kuno, so take that into consideration. Oleg Markov, trade to Gold Coast. In the off-season, 65-70. to 70. Suns are bullish on what Markov can do across half-back. Ben Cunnington, 85-90. He's likely to be in the top two for centre bounces at the Kangaroos. He's currently fit and tracking well. Jaden Hunt. 70 to 75. There's an article up on aforratings.com.au. He's moving to a half back role this season. Fred Crouch, 100 to 105. He's likely to be in the top two for centre bounces at the Saints after his trade in the off season from Adelaide. Uh, there's an article up on aforratings.com.au for further detail. He should pair nicely with Jack Steele. James Harms, 90 to 95. There's an article up on aforratings.com.au on his role this season. He's going back into the midfield. Ownership will be strong if it appears he will see high centre bounce usage. Caleb Sarong, 95 to 100. Definitely upside from last year. He's likely to be in the top two for centre bounces at Fremantle. There is an article up on aforratings.com.au on his role. So for more detail, jump over there. Here's a little gold nugget for the plus six pod listeners. Sarong was ranked number one at Fremantle for centre bounce usage at 72%, 
for his last 11 games in 2020. Braden Sear, 70-75. Opportunities in the midfield are open at the Magpies in 2021. Can he grab one? Adam Chera, 85-90. There's an article up on aforatings.com.au on his role this season. Definitely a watch this space for midfield usage in the preseason. But where is his best fantasy scoring position? Jaden Stevenson, 65 to 70. There's an article up on aforatings.com.au on his usage this season. He's likely set for a wing half forward role, but he's in a team that could struggle against quality opposition, so take that into account this year. Patrick Cripps, 100 to 105. He's definitely a top two contender for centre bounces at the Blues this year. It's a contract year for Cripps, although his salary is likely locked in for next season anyway. He's put back on size this year, and that means inside contested midfield should be strong. Jack Lacocious, 75 to 80. The role in defence remains in 2021 for Lacocious. His scoring has been volatile, and the Suns likely won't be a team that holds the ball across halfback, which is important. Jared Witt, 90 to 95. That's pretty much his standard when he's healthy. He's the number one ruck at Gold Coast. That's not changing. Josh Kelly, 100 to 105. He could be played more on the outside this season. Ron Marshall, 95 to 100. He remains strong for his scoring output, even in a shared role with Ryder. So if that opens up this year, uh, Marshall is definitely one to target, but still he's you've got to keep in mind that he's in a shared role, but he still remains a strong scorer. And an option in the forward line this year as well. So take that into consideration. Very much so. Jordan Clark, 65 to 70. Missed out on finals last year. He'll be keen to get back into that team. Luke McDonald, 85 to 90. Kangaroos may be under inside 50 pressure for most of 2021. However, they'll be more efficient out of defence under a new coach. Lockie Weller, 75 to 80. It was a 50% of centre bounce usage last year for Gold Coast. I expect to ran the same this year. Jack Bowes or Jack Bowes, 75 to 80. Should be in a prime spot across halfback. If his marks increase, then there is definite upside. Stephen Cornelio, 105 to 110. This is definitely a season for redemption narrative. If you believe in that, I expect a strong output from Cornelio this year. Tom Green at the Giants as well, 80 to 85. That may look to be conservative in hindsight. Increasing games and midfield usage is highly likely this year for Green. Josh Dacos, 85 to 90. Should be solid in a wing role at the Magpies this year. Jeremy Cameron, 75 to 80. Probably not as high as some may think. Might be conservative. He's in a key forward role, which is a volatile scoring position. Plus, now he's in a shared key forward role. So, you know, if he hits his ceiling games and obviously has some volatile scoring needs, still might hit a higher average, but that's what I have gone with, 75 to 80 for Cameron. Okay, on to Jack Billings, 90 to 95. Still likely remains out on a wing at the Saints again this season. Jamie Elliott, 70 to 75. Started quite a few games and quarters at centre bounces in 2020. Uh, with Sai coming in, Chalor's gone out. Elliot could see more usage. I expect Jordan to go in there. 
So uh, the spots are definitely open in the Maypoles, so we'll see how that plays out in the preseason and early in the home and away season. Okay, on to Connor Rosie, 80 to 85. There's an article up on afrratings.com.au recently. Likely does see an increase at centre bounces this season. A full season without injury is key for those who are selecting him. Dion Prestia, 95 to 100. Yes, he's likely in those top two for centre bounces at the Tigers. Sam Doherty, 90 to 95. I've said quite a few times on this podcast previously, the Blues want to move the ball quickly and more efficiently now. This limits the holding the ball marks and east-west across halfback, which is important to note. Obviously, when the Blues are in a massive rebuild, they were holding onto the ball as much as possible as to not concede scores. So that's definitely one thing you need to take into consideration. Having said that, Doherty is a very strong fantasy scorer. So um, I'm definitely interested. It's just a matter of where that defence lies for me. Okay, James Warple, 95 to 100. He will be used as an inside midfielder again at the Hawks. Okay, just had a question on Twitter regarding the Crows midfield, so I'm going to wrap them up in one hit. I'm just going to run through some projections first. Rory Sloan, 95 to 100. I do see him in the top two as a likely for centre bounces this year at the Crows. Jackson Hatley, 85 to 90. Harry Scharenberg, 55 to 60. Wayne Malera, 75 to 80. Maybe a little bit conservative there. Lockie Scholl, 75 to 80. Uh, there's definitely upside there in Shoal and Rory led 105 to 110. Just on the Crows, like last year, the Crows started getting things going. They averaged 323 disposals between rounds 15 to 18, and that was ranked second in the AFL, which is noteworthy for fantasy. This is the second year for Matthew Nix. I still expect the midfield usage to alter over the course of the season while they evaluate their list. Brad Crouch is out. Jackson Haley is in. Lead was moved into the middle late last year. The top four for centre bounces, I think, will be Crouch, Sloan, Laird, and Haley. Obviously, that's Matt Crouch. Remember, when you hear midfield in news, it doesn't necessarily mean centre bounces, and people need to be aware of that. Midfield may be just running between the arcs. Midfield may be just playing halfback wing roll, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be in at centre bounces. Uh, we'll run through some detail towards centre bounces in this Plus 6 podcast as we get closer to the home and away season, which will give you an insight to what I feel is going to be the usage for those players this year. More on this 75 interchange cap on what teams may do with rotations. I'm a little concerned that the centre bounce usage may be spread out this year which might result in diluted usage. Now, time on ground percentage may increase, but the role may be adjusted. That's important to be aware of. Again, the time on ground percentage may increase, but the role might be adjusted. It's important to target those players that will not have a diluted usage. Here's an example. Lockie Neal was the number one ranked player last year with 89.9% of team center bounces. That should remain strong again this year. And I won't mention names in these two next two examples, just to obviously not to send you in one direction or another with regards to what output is. Player X is ranked number three to six at team center bounces and is fully priced. Those types, for me, I might be fading. 
player Y is ranked number three to six at centre bounces, so the same role. He's underpriced. Those types may be the ones to target, especially for me. So that's pretty much price sensitive in that area of the ground and role. This season there will be an extra plus six podcast for those who didn't catch up on the news last week. And that's every week of the home and away season. It will be designed to provide you extra information in order for you to take your fantasy game to the next level this year. The pre-season schedule will be slightly random, so keep an eye on your favourite platform for new pods. Okay, that's it for episode 59. Thanks for tuning in.